This episode is brought to you by Dragon Snack Games, Buffalo's full-line hobby game store featuring one of Western New York's largest selection of board games, gaming miniatures, model paint, dice, role-playing games, collectible card games, and more. I have actually been to this place. It's massive, much bigger than you would think. Check it out. That's Dragon Snack Games. And welcome to our quick review of the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5, The Return of the Mandalorian. Who do I have with me? I have Brandon. This baby's pre-Empire. She's off the grid. Okay. (laughs) And I have Dave with me as well. Wizard. Wizard. That's it. Just wizard. It's what all the cool kids are saying these days. Well... Since I since I'm hosting this one, my quote was going to be smooth as a gonk scopjack. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. of course. I There's got a lot of slang in this episode. There was. I I was really liking it. Get to see a little bit of uh, slang in the Star Wars universe. I always like that. Add some color. The book of Din Djarin or Din Djarin or however you pronounce his name. Well, this yeah. Well, this episode title was. Return, so, of, the Mandal- Return of, the Re- of the Mandalorian. And it only had it only had him in it in this episode. It was the Mandalorian. So we haven't we haven't talked before this recording at all. And I just want to know, straight off the bat. First impressions. Brandon. Uh it's good. It was a good episode. It was fine. Better than uh I you know, the last episode was really good, but it had some low points in it. And I thought this was it was weird. It was weird because you know it's just a mandalorian it was like why is this in in here but i'm sure there's a master plan i'm sure they have something figured out so i enjoyed the ride there was just a lot of more world building so yeah i okay. liked it okay i agree i thought i liked it it was good it got it got a little slow towards the middle it was a little you know it started off so high that you know then he goes back and meets with his mandalorians that was kind of cool but you know, he had the montage and the cop chase and stuff like that. So, you know, it was fun. It was a fun bite-sized episode. It was like a it's like a precursor to like fill in the gap before the next season of Mandalorian kind of. Well, it's it's filling in the gap bef- before the events of the next couple episodes, oh, yeah. like the season finale of Boba Fett. Dude, I I'm surprised. I thought you guys would be coming in here jazzed cuz I'm jazzed about this one. Like I it's good. loved this episode. I thought yeah, it was I, awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I I might come off like even keel about it, but it's you know there were some. It was a slow episode. It's oh, yeah. these some of these episodes just have slow, slow. things in it. There was, was not so okay. at all. They have a halo I, in Star Wars. I now. disagree. This was not slow. Okay. Well, let's bit. get into it. You know, because I don't want to come off like I didn't enjoy this episode. It was great. As a Star Wars fan, I got so much shown to me that I kind of wanted to see and. I got to see like a fucking halo ring. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. Halo. That's what I, 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 I literally have that which, in my notes. Like there's a halo in fucking Star Wars. It's pretty it badass so too. Cool. Which, which, what I'm saying is weird. It's just like, it's just weird. It's not like it's bad. It's just, huh. Like Listen, Star Wars I love... so many things and now other things are influencing Star Wars and it's just. So I, cool. I love that. I love that we're seeing shit that we've never seen in the Star Wars universe yeah. before. Fuck you yeah, know, that's the best part. I broke awesome. down like small yeah. world Star Wars because you're getting all like all the small yes. ball stories like. 
meatpacking plants and like nightclubs traveling because you don't have a ship. Yeah, right. he's taking a fucking airliner to Tatooine off this weird Halo industrial. You figured whatever that was a little is. weird. He could have definitely hired somebody to jump on a transport somewhere, so he didn't have to. Like he just almost got died for to get keep the dark saber, and that's like the most important, his most prized possession. And he just put it in this. I thought something was gonna happen with it when he put it in the box. Dude, the goddamn dark saber. I well, right off the bat when they, I mean, we obviously knew that Mandalorian was coming in the season we got a little bit of a tease with the music the last time on the previous episode of the book of boba fett but like right off the bat that's one of the first things you see is the mandalorian coming into this uh meat locker back room thing trying to uh collect on a bounty and he just fucks up all these dudes with his dark saber like i was i was nerding out for this so hard like yeah I without so Grogu, just... he's more he's more violent I think he's, he's like just trying to way. find his purpose. Yeah, he's still trying to find his purpose in the world after he completed his mission with Grogu. Like he went back to what he knows because that scene is basically like a refresh of the first scene of season one. Basically, when he walks into the bar, basically to collect on the bounty from the blue guy, and ends up that's exactly what beating I was the shit yep. and/or murdering everybody else. So, but dude, so it's a little more intense. He's a little more updated now, which is pretty sweet. And this one scene. The Mandalorian, like, outdid anything that Boba Fett has done up to this point in this entire series, you know? <laughs> yeah. As far as, like, his amount of violence and, like, the amount of, um, I don't know, just badassery overall. I, I, so I watched this episode twice, and I missed this the first time I watched it. And it was when he was fighting with the Darksaber. I thought one of the guys in the meat locker, one of those thugs, hurt him. But on second viewing, I noticed it was him. He hurt him. himself with it. Yeah, he yeah. So I didn't. Leg. I just didn't know that he would have difficulty with this thing. So this is where I'm learning about the dark saber. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought he got shot. I didn't know why it was yeah. so limpy. But usually, like yep. they'd have like games and you know Star Wars, they have back to spray, which is just like a first aid spray, kind of like Resident Evil or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you're just limping around everywhere you go. Just get a little spray right. and spray yourself up. And then after they got that, he was fine. So I it was a little weird, but uh, Dude, yeah, the the training sequence where he's trying to learn uh, how to use the dark saber and everything. Yeah, who doesn't like he, that yeah. stuff? Because so cool. he meets it's up just... with the other Mandalorians, the the armorer and the what's was his name, Paz Vizla from season. Uh, yeah, the, the big the big guy, yeah, big guy, <laughs> yeah. And dude, when they had to duel for the dark saber, I was all about that that was like straight up like western style like listen i have the right to the dark saber this was this belongs to my family and whoever you know you have to defeat uh has to be one in combat for you to wield the dark saber or else it's a curse you know mando's not gonna lose though there's only so many like mandalorians and you know that Bo-Katana's out there, and yet the three that are yep. right there, and in some weird way, you have Boba Fett if he decides to, because he's kind of doing his own thing. Like everybody could claim right to that thing or whatever, and the problem is they all have different rules for it, right? Well, technically, problem. I mean, yeah, I mean, we see it in this episode, like uh, the armor. So he would make straight a straight up asks it. him. Yeah, he would well, she... want to fight for it. Yeah, he thinks his clan deserves. Well, it. he. The Mandalorian, I mean, he won the Darksaber fair and square, but he was disbanded from this group of Mandalorians because he 
took his helmet off. Like she straight Which, up like, asked him, "Yo, chill like, out. Even... There are only a couple of us left." <laughs> you didn't even Literally ask him like, one time. It was, yeah, right. Exactly. I'm assuming it's in when they're getting the bar and they're getting blown up and they have to take off the helmet so the droid can spray him. I'm assuming that's what we're talking no, about. No, he actually was at that. He took, um, he took his helmet off in the oh, season two, season two when they in were in front of a lot of people. The Imperial yeah. thing. Yeah. That's right. When oh, he yeah. had to dress up as the Imperial. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think that scene was important as a way. I don't know. It, it felt a little quick, like as a way to kind of close the chapter on uh, his relationship with the other Mandalorians. Like he's basically cast out and he's not. You know, allowed I see to it more as a quest. Anymore. She's so, like the only way to yeah. get it back is to like walk in the waters of our right. home planet or something like that. So like, All right. th- that's kind of an excuse to get him on his own, and then you know after that we see him travel back to Tatooine, and that's where he's going to meet up with Boba Fett and everything. Because so isn't kind that of a the means to an end there? Isn't that the prophecy with the dark though? Is that he's supposed to be the one to retake Mandalore? And she says, "Well, the right. fucking thing you're looking for is on Mandalore, so fucking yep. put your street to feet and get out there and get it." Yep. So before we leave the the this crew, uh, I want to say one thing. I saw there's like a theory that the Forge Master, she has those horns on her helmet. Mm-hmm. She might be the same race that Darth Maul is. Uh, it's not a human. It's from Danthamir. I forget what that race is called. But yeah, she's pretty strong. I mean, she's stronger probably than the Mandalorian or as well, strong? I don't know. I mean, she's. she's... I assume they're all Mandalore. They're from Mandalore, right? Does that like... mean they're all human? I think that's a uh, whatever that specific race. I don't know if they're. I guess they're humans, just from the planet Mandalore. That's what you know. Danthomorian defines them. Uh, Zabrak is the. Is the so race I don't know if you can be a Mandalore, but also a different race. I don't know how that works. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, right. no, maybe it is the. It's I like the know. way of life, though. I think it's not. It's not where you're from. It's how you okay. how you live. It's the, so it is it's the creed. Okay. I just thought the other people and I like the other guy. He's like much bigger too, and he has a very deep voice. I'm like that can't be human under there. One thing so I thought I was it was a big boy. That way, but they explained like the human. how the Empire took down Mandalore though, which was kind of intense. Like that was just a cut scene thrown in there of all the Thai bombers going over the just planet. The, yeah, the, the night of a thousand yeah. tears. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty intense. To the K- great with purge. those K2 units or whatever. Yeah, I, and yeah, it was kind of like Terminator, basically. Mm-hmm. You got those, yeah, like, those I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's kind which of... I'm saying is like Star Wars is now being influenced by other things, and it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not feel like Star Wars all the time, but we've seen Star Wars. It's let, let people branch out and you know play around with it as long as the lore doesn't really break and. It's fun in the end, you know? Well, I kind of look at it like the way that Disney's doing a lot of the Marvel stuff, where, like, some Marvel movies are heist movies, but some are, like, comedy movies, and some are this kind of movies. And, like, you can you can have yeah. other different things in your universe other than just, like, giant space battles and lightsabers mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's fleshing out. Question. Fleshing it out. Yeah. What do you think they uh, forged little Grogu there from the best guy? Oh, spirit? I know what it is. I also know what it is. <laughs> Do you? What's, what do you is, think? Is it Baby Yoda chainmail? No. Yeah, it's gonna be some kind of armor. No. I'm thinking they forged him a little ball, little silver ball made out of Beskar. Remember how he was always playing with that? I, ball? I, I was thinking that was about that control. too. Eric, that's good. They poured the chain, yeah. the little chain links out though. So that's why I thought that's you're gonna too. get him like a little, like a little Frodo mithril. It was too thing. small to be that though. I was like, it's yeah. gotta be something really tiny. If you look at it close, it looks like the way that they wrapped it, it looks like a little... I saw that. I noticed that, that too, yeah. 
I like that. Every every little detail in this one was cool. Because he was looking at it longingly. He's like, oh, I miss Grogu. God damn, Eric. That's so obvious to me now that I think about it. That's that's probably what it is, dude. Oh, man. See, that's the thing. It's like, ah. Uh, Could be. The Grogu character is so goddamn genius when they paired him up with the Mandalorian. So now we're seeing the whole episode with him alone you know it's just weird it's like the first episode all over again from his show where he was alone for that whole episode he didn't have grogu oh he's mm-hmm. weird when he's like they're the the mandalorian is the two characters i think he's so you know, business-like yeah. though like he's not bullshitting around way. he's not staying around no. for dinner like he doesn't want to hey. stay at your bar and get drunk <laughs> no. no fuck I know, off I love give it. me my he's money and tell me where yeah. it is in real life i wouldn't want him to be my friend i know that but watching him <laughs> as a character in a show, I think he's like the coolest guy. <laughs> so what if Grogu gets that little ball and he starts using it like Magneto and he starts like whipping it around Ooh. and using it as like a projectile? Like, and, it, and it's made of Beskar. We already know that that can yeah, just going punch through foreheads. People. <laughs> <laughs> just Maybe Yoda, yeah, Grogu's going to get, yeah, go dark side and just start murdering people with a little ball. But Another thing, uh, yeah. well, jumping ahead after Mandalorian gets to Tatooine, I nerded out a little bit when we saw a fucking BD droid. Yes, from Fallen, from Fallen Order. Order. That was awesome. Yeah, I and love it worked. That, it worked man. so good. We finally, in the get universe. to see something from a video game in you know like the big screen stuff. So it's like this is great, and it works well. Like I, it's not like mm-hmm. it's probably like the most helpful of the droid. Like R two units are great at flying shit, but like. Gonk droid is basically a battery with legs. We find I out know, it was a droid can. episode. If you like droids, then you probably like Eric. Dude, you you they are threw all the different of a, kinds of droids. You're younger than us, so you were your Star Wars trilogy was like the prequels. So you Dude, probably yeah, like I, loved seeing just like they got the pit droids, they got the fucking R5 units, they got yeah, BD. That's I love the, the R5 unit. unit from A New Hope. I saw really so, yeah. So, somebody so on the internet. Pointed this out, I saw where. Well, oh yeah, because she has a relationship with the Jawas, so they still had that R five unit, right? Exactly. So yeah, there's like a so like a part of them that's still it's cleaned up now. It's not all scratched from the explosion, but yeah, it's he has like a little. Uh, Oh, is it the one that explodes when when the originally was trying to before R two? Yeah, and (laughs) this one's got a busted whatever converter or something. That's a good. That's a nice touch. That's pretty sweet. So the lady is. Lady loves the furry Jawas. She's got a thing for. Apparently, Jawas are furry. furry. <laughs> they're furry. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, like you get to hear, that was weird. hear I her they were speak. Like speak Jawa. Like yeah, we've never seen anybody other than Jawas yeah, her, speak Jawa. Give her credit, well, man. The... It's gonna be hard to do as a human being to be like, you want me to do what? <laughs> on the subtitles, I was watching it with subtitles, and when she was speaking, it was like speaking in Jawaese. I'm like, okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> that's what it's like, I call her Star Wars Sigourney Weaver because she looks like. That that hair that she has looks like oh yeah I like alien that. Sigourney Weaver with that like giant cookie bush haircut she's got. Okay, did you guys think that they were gonna pull out a fucking pod racer when she had the yeah, ship? Yeah, I, I thought it was I gonna be an A wing. Oh okay, because it was small. For sure, it was there tiny. was yeah. It, it I, was I thought really she was small. gonna. That's take why I thought it was a pod, pod racer and then convert it into like a new ship or something like that. But like. I don't get it. I don't think does that ship. Well, first, it's very convenient that she got Queen Amidala's ship on Tatooine. I don't know. How well, it's just a it's just a Naboo specific. starfighter. It's just a Naboo it was starfighter. It's just a for the queen, one, I believe. Well, it was yeah. I don't. But I don't, I don't really remember. But. but I don't. How is he supposed to like get bounties into that thing? And like, hmm. it seems like the Razor Crest was so perfect because he could have like ten dudes frozen in carbonite hanging from his walls, and then like. 
racks of guns and stuff. You know I that know. little astromech droid port is going to be where Grogu goes. Of course. Yeah. You know that, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Of course. That's going to be his little car seat. <laughs> I was just going to say, need a booster for him. He doesn't really him. like droids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. So, Dave, right, where is he going to keep his bounties? Is he giving up that life? I mean, like, why is he willing to accept Ow. this ship? It's not... Well, he's, I mean, all his bounties are, I feel like, are means to an end. Like, he's doing these bounties to basically get get what he wants and get the information that he's looking for to, you know, seems like he wants to get back to Grogu. That's kind of his main mission right now, to give him... It's like you know, Boba Fett and Mandalorian both have, like, like they're, where are they going? Where are these guys going? Kind of like drifters, but, like, hello, they they're are, fucking yeah. western, well, space westerns. They are drifters. Starting a space... Uh... You know, a space crime family. Posse. Yeah. Space gang. I mean, he's doing well already, but like the one part that was kind of weird was like, I, you know, you never know like the mechanics of spaceships and like as they're putting together, there's like this whole mechanic montage of like, we're putting, we're putting together our first car. That was cool. But like, I like that. It's cool. Like to see him do it, but they're like, we're going to take this piece off of this random ship and it just fits perfectly in here. And he's like, dude, they were modern shit. I mean, if you're producing ships though, I mean, you probably have a modular like that. Like that makes sense to me. What I, what I like, what I like is that Han Solo has the Millennium Falcon and that like meant so much to him. Right. Like we're used to that. Like we're used to, we've, we've seen it in other like movies, I think where they get attached to a ship. Um, oh yeah, Dango Fett does. You know, like even like when the crest was destroyed, dude, Boba Fett yeah. does. So you, yeah, so you, it was him falling in love with a new one in front of. Him. We've never seen one created for somebody, right? And she's right. like, you know, and I pipped this thing out, and there's like that nineteen fifties muscle car again. It's dude, got yeah, an engine coming out of engine the hood. block and everything. Oh my like God. that is that yeah. is just weird. Space things don't run on engines, like does it? Sure, of course it does. What it's it? just a different type of engine but it's like it's not, lot, a, it's, not like, a, it's not a combustion engine like he started it and he's going <laughs> revving it like he's a goddamn like i don't Didn't know they, well, they, they got like races? a classic car or no yeah the i pod, guess yeah. yeah they did too that's but it's those the same same type of twin engine setup there and the uh, land speeder bikes like they're pretty i don't know i mean yeah. i know they kind of have like high electric but maybe it's maybe the I thought space uh, would just be empire just had very slick technology and Maybe everyone else is kind of like stuck on a desert planet and like we just know how to convert, you know, this resource into that and yeah. make the engine. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. Do, do we want to know how that stuff works? Or we just... <laughs> Probably not. No. Well, they're just throwing out so many <laughs> different know. terms. They're throwing out so many different terms while they're building it. Like, this is a converter, mm-hmm. flux capacitor, whatever the fuck they're talking about. And I'm like, okay, I'm just whatever. I'll accept it all as just Star Wars lore. Yeah. I mean, we saw a meat locker with like those plastic thin like things like you would in real life. It's like, you know, it's interesting. I. It, sometimes it feels like it's on Earth, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes it feels like it's in Tatooine. Sometimes it feels like it's like a new version of Tatooine. But overall, I feel like I am watching Star Wars. I don't forget that I'm watching Star Wars. Oh yeah. So are we going to? Okay, what's your prediction for when we see the Mandalorian again? Are we going to see him again in this season? Because he said first he, because at the end of this episode, Fennec shows up. And is asking the Mandalorian to help him out, help Boba Fett out and join him, his gang or whatever. But the Mandalorian says, yes, he'll do it, but he has to go visit a little friend first, which we assume be is back. Grogu. How many are left? Two? Three? Two. Two, two left, yeah. So next one, there will be no Mandalorian. You know, there'll be like the setup of the big battle with the pikes. And then the last one, you know, there'll be 
just about to die, and then Mandalorian will come swooping in, or and he's gonna have well, he's gonna listen, have Grogu that, in a little pod, and he's maybe they're not gonna show piece. that they're not gonna show that in Book of Boba Fett. They're gonna show that in Mandalorian season three, and then they're gonna connect them back. You can't end yeah, the Mandalorian, season without Mandalorian. Mandalorian's gonna leave, and then he's gonna come back. Probably at in the season finale of Book of Boba Fett, and then in Mandalorian season three, we'll get that little segment where he leaves Tatooine and comes back. It's weird. I like you said, yeah, it is weird because it's like it's hard to give this like a number grade because I don't feel like it's like a Book of Boba Fett episode. It's like I watched an episode of Mandalorian, which it was a it was a solid one because it was a lot of a lot of world, like we said, small world tat or small world Star Wars, small ball. Well, they're they're trying to start like like we I feel like we've said this before, but they're trying to start their own like Star Wars cinematic universe. You know, each season is of the Mandalorian or the Book of Boba Fett or I don't know, even Kenobi maybe will connect back to because they're all taking place on in the same area of the Star Wars universe. They're all going to connect back to each other in some way or another. So they're trying to build out this universe. Here's a question. Do you guys think we'll see Watto? From episode Wa- one. Oh, I wouldn't be I'm surprised, surprised if we Watto. haven't seen Watto yet. <laughs> I'm, surprised. I'm surprised we haven't seen Watto yet. He's yeah. He's got to be hanging around. They should have gone to him for the parts instead of the Jawas. You never, you know, like they could, <laughs> right. they could even easily stuck him in there too. I don't know. I've, I've seen some rumors out there and I'm hoping some of them aren't true. Like you said, like they know what they're doing with, you know, all the Marvel stuff, tying everything together and do like, a phase or, you know, where it comes, everything comes together nicely for a capper. Like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that stuff from Kenobi will be tied in here. And obviously Mandalorian will pick, pick up right where this leaves off. Everything's taking place on Tatooine and it's all in the same like time period. So, um, although with Kenobi by this point, right, Kenobi will be dead. Yeah. So. Long gone. Yep. So yeah, but I guess always yeah, come there back will be as no. a force ghost or something. Yeah, what are we saying? There is no tie in here. So Eric, is there a favorite part of this episode that you had? I think right off the bat they started off right with the Mandalorian coming in like a badass and fucking everybody up with the dark saber. But I also really like the ending where he's taking his ship out for his test run and he's just fucking speeding around. They mentioned Beggar's Canyon, which is the I think that's the pod racing yeah. track. So he's kind of whipping through that. So that was a nice little callback too. And then he takes it out into space. You know, he's just whipping around and he gets pulled over by the X-Wing cops, which Which was pretty funny. Yeah, and it ties back into, I believe it was when he... Those are the same guys. When he double-crossed in season one of uh, Mando, when he was blowing up that... Or no, he actually didn't blow it up. When he broke the... Bill Burr out of prison or whatever. He broke the mm-hmm. Twilight out of prison with Bill Burr, I should say. And right. then locked them all in prison, dropped off the Twilight, left the encoder there. And as he was leaving, those two guys were coming in. Yep. Believe, yeah, because they mentioned like, in. did you used to pilot a Razor Crest? Your voice yeah. sounds familiar. I don't like, know if they saw his voice, but guys. yeah. But you got to show off his fancy new sub light speed engine, which. Dude, yeah, I thought that was sick. Which is kind of ridiculous. I don't know where you go from there. Just zip off into space that fast. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're just like, oh, let me see your uh, registration. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, nope. See ya. <laughs> that was good. Surprised he didn't notice uh, like it's an old Naboo fighter, too. I don't know. That guy seems like he's old enough to remember that stuff. What about you, Dave? Do you have a favorite part? Oh, favorite part? I don't know. I like the, I like 
the beginning, the the meat locker sequence was cool because you know it was kind of like a refresh of that one. Um, I don't know, it was just kind of like a like a steady stream of like cool Star Wars world stuff, mm-hmm. which you know you get some dark saber stuff, you get some Mandalorian stuff, you get a little bit of Tatooine and. They get like because he can't show up at the end of the season and save the day in a new ship unless you explain how he has this new ship and stuff like that. So it's it's like a builder episode. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's cool because it, you know, fleshes out the universe, but, you know, it just fills in some plot holes and kind of just continues to set up. What was the the last one was the gathering storm or something like that. Yeah. And then this one's kind of still gathering the storm. So I, it definitely was like a filler episode, but like in all the right ways for yeah. me. And like that they, they had like fan service up the wazoo as far as like Mandalorian stuff goes, but like they did it in a really smart way, I thought. Um, and I, I, I love this episode. And I thought it was great. And we got a new catchphrase, wizard. How'd you, <laughs> how, wizard. how'd you like the ride? How was it? wizard so in episode like, one whoa just before the pod race <laughs> one of anakin's buddies says annie did a i so know that wizard. was i didn't know that was even a thing but <laughs> all so the kids are saying it something on that star they wars say. tiktok star wars tiktok so if you guys had to give this a number rating uh what would you give it brandon i would give it and i wanted to i wanted to give it an eight that was my, you know, that's where I was. But I, I, like I said in the beginning of this episode, that I thought this, you know, this episode is a little weird. It's a little different. Just no boba. And, you know, like I said, there's like two parts of this episode. You know, there's the whole Mandalorian way and lore and all that stuff going on. It's very dark. And then it goes bright and sunny. And here we are hanging out, uh, you know, in a, like a garage, basically, on Tatooine. So... It's just two different things happening in one episode. It's just different. Where are we going with this? Uh, this this whole sh- episode, this whole season, rather, this whole season, where are we going with it? So I would say I'd give it an 8.5. Yeah, 8.5. Okay. Do you only, do you only get 0.5s? Like we don't give like 0.3s? No. No, 0.5 no. scale. I know, I'm kidding. What about, what um, about you, Dave? I, I guess you could. This one, what is stopping you from doing that? I know. We don't. We don't really have rules on it. We don't <laughs> even know if it's out of ten. Eight point three seven five. It's our own scale. Um, I think I give it like a a two. Fucking two. There was no bulb of it. Nah, I'm <laughs> I give it a fucking. I give it an eight. It's good. Uh, there's. Nothing too crazy going on. Like Brandon said, there's no boba, so it was like a weird thing to watch. Um, but there's just there's a ton of little stuff just kind of sprinkled throughout the whole thing. It's just like a nice little frosting glaze of world building on top of everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got like the destruction of Mandalore thrown in there, like you know the bars. You got a fucking Star Wars Halo, dirty underbellies, meat packing plants, like all sorts of just like. Just one thing after another. Nothing really like blows your mind, but mm-hmm. you know, Mando got a new ship. I'm sure he'll be back in it to go pam 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 and blast everybody. <laughs> it's good. Although sound no, Nabu Nabu ships don't sound like uh, the fire spray. This fire spray does have the best sounding guns in Star Wars, I think. But I that's agree. a that's all that's a whole nother conversation. All right, but 
I give it an eight. Well, Eric, I'm going high. I'm going high on this one. I'm going a nine. Um, I think this was, yeah, this was, I think my favorite episode so far. And it's funny because it didn't have Boba Fett in it at all. Like, I don't know. I was just so jazzed to see the Mandalorian in that first shot. And like, I think it's just telling, like, I want Mandalorian season three. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Can we just think Mandalorian's a, (laughs) a better character than Boba Fett? He's kind of a blockhead, though, isn't he? He's not the, he's not the brightest bulb in the box. He's like he's just very stoic. I think. I think that I think yeah. that makes him come off as maybe you know a little <laughs> dull. He traveled like he got burned on another planet with the meat packing, th- or maybe that was on the same planet. I don't know. He went a long time with that burned leg. Like, dude, get some get some space neosporin for that. I don't know. Uh, that would be. I guess that's back to spray, but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I thought this episode was awesome. Um, just all the things that we got to see, we got to catch up with the Mandalorian and kind of what he's doing after uh, he left Grogu there. And we get to see what he's going to do next along with Boba Fett. And he's clearly got his own mission that he's going to uh, do as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. So with that, um, I guess we will sign off for this week and looking forward to next week. Um, Other than that, may the force be with you. This is the way. This is the way. Wizard, bro. Wizard. (laughs) Wizard. This episode is brought to you by Dragon Snack Games, Buffalo's full-line hobby game store featuring one of Western New York's largest selection of board games, gaming miniatures, model paint, dice, role-playing games, collectible card games, and more. I have actually been to this place. It's massive, much bigger than you would think. Check it out. That's Dragon Snack Games.